exploding tires, overcuts, and safety cars gave us another memorable race in Baku. Gasly gets another podium for AlphaTauri. Vettel scores Aston Martin's first ever F1 podium, and Checo gets his first win for Red Bull. Well done, Baku! Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Jump to Start Racing podcast. My name is Wellington. I am here with two of my closest friends. Ruben, say hello. What's going on? Yancy. <laughs> Hi. He was just laughing right now, by the way. Look, look, at, the, look at the welcome. I couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't keep up the face. <laughs> oh, uh, apologize. Uh, we apologize. Were just some about some <laughs> stuff before. Getting started. Hi. <laughs> yes. Guys, how was your weekend? Too short. Yes. A uh, fun weekend, actually. Yeah, yeah, of course. Fun weekend, a lot of unexpected things, especially in F1. It was great. So, I mean, let's before we talk about the race that happened this weekend, Baku, fantastic race. Let's talk about a little bit of news. Singapore Grand Prix officially canceled. <sighs> Are we ever gonna get to go <laughs> uh i don't think I don't, maybe next year maybe ruben and i were planning on going to the 2020 singapore grand prix Gives and us more time obviously to... due to world events we were not able to go this year again we didn't make plans for that one though actually here's the question i have for you guys so it was canceled are we going to have are we going to have an asian grand prix this year china was canceled earlier this year as well they might actually Japan is the only one left. They they might have they, they there's talks about that Chinese the Chinese what is it Beijing was was one of the venues they might replace it with was one of them really that they're taking yes. they're thinking yes. about that and Austin. I'm just upset because that would be one of the tracks that I singled out that Ferrari might actually have a chance at winning. Singapore. Yes, Singapore, Singapore. because they are good at low-speed corners, and that would be one of the tracks that Ferrari would be good at. Street if they don't tracks. cheat. Street tracks. If they don't cheat. Why Why are you bringing this up? No. This is over now. No, no, no I'm, I'm not is, talking about this. This is all over. I'm not talking about the cheating engine. It's all over. But Everything's on merit. For two weekends straight, that I, I think they've been cheating. How? Okay. Wow. All right. How? So, hold, on, hold on. All right. Let's so, go back. Singapore. <laughs> Singapore canceled, obviously, due to COVID. I'm Can't. questioning if the Japanese Grand Prix will go forward. There are there, there have been talks of potential replacements for Singapore, including... If the Olympics don't go through with it, then they're going to cancel Suzuka. Okay. What was the question? I'm sorry. No, no. So, the replacement... <laughs> wow, we're all over Olympics. the place today. Olympics? Uh-huh. Because yeah, so, the Olympics are in talks about being canceled also. So. Yeah. Because of the high COVID rates in Japan right now. Yeah. So obviously we're still facing this in the world. Um, Austin, is there, there's a potential doubleheader in Austin to replace the, they, they want to hit the 23 races for Mark. the year. So they were talking about potential replacing of uh, doing a doubleheader at Austin as a replacement, doing a race in Beijing or um, the, the Chinese Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. 
what do we think? It's got to be Austin, right? Yeah, more than likely of be course. Austin. It'll more than likely be Austin, right? And and yes, she wants to go. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's general admission. Is there anything I'll further? Take to a t- blanket or put it on <laughs> turn two on the hill <laughs> or turn one on the hill. And a, a six, <laughs> six feet in each direction. Six feet in each direction. <laughs> stay away. I'll make sure I bring signs. So signs or Carlos signs? The, uh, signs and Car- You know what? I have Car- I'll have a cutout of Carlos signs. Next to you. Next to me. He skipped in. No ticket. The, is he six foot? Is Carlos signs six feet? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe hold him sideways, horizontally. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, if, if there is two races in Austin, there's no reason why we should be missing them. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm putting you guys on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. We're moving on. All right. So let's head into our race weekend review. Gentlemen, a short view back, back to, to the past. past. Okay. So I still want to. I still want to hear. Thirty years ago, Nicky Lauda. What's that? <laughs> I still. But well, you still it. don't know the whole thing. No, no, no. It's not trivia time. So I don't no, know no. I'm saying, to. but. Hey, but if you're able to jump in, you still want to get your point. Actually, well, are we tied? We're tied right now in, yeah. in the trivia. So I got a nice little surprise for you guys next week. Shoot. I'm a little scared. <laughs> He's not. I'm not giving him the questions. Brother. All right. So <laughs> how do you know I don't already have it? Whoa. Okay. So qualifying. <laughs> wow. I think we're. It's like we're frustrating him on purpose. Go ahead, qualifying. Uh, all right, like, qualifying. <laughs> Saturday in general, the crashes. Did everybody? No, not everybody crashed, but there were a significant amount of crashes in turn 15, which is coming out of the castle. There's a long, we'll call it a, a, a straight. It's, it's a long runway with essentially a couple of kinks leading into turn 15. What ended up happening is you had a couple of guys. Max Verstappen, that was Saturday morning. Lance Stroll, Yuki Tsunoda, Antonio Giovinazzi. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, mm-hmm. if I named anybody uh, that wasn't that didn't crash. Leclerc. And Leclerc all crashed at turn 15 between Friday and Saturday. What happened? Yes. Uh, what happened? At first, what I thought was that... Remember they reprofiled yeah, turn eight, right? Okay. Turn eight, which is that little thing going up the hill in the castle section. So before they used to have a curb there where if you hit it too hard, <laughs> the cars used to bounce off it and get go into the wall. They flattened that out. So you could literally go a little bit faster going into that section. So I thought maybe the cars were going into that section with more speed. Okay. Because um, you thought 15 was after that section. Well, it, it kind of is because it's it's... It's a few kinks. Like he said, it's a few kinks, but you, they're going flat out on that. There's no... They're literally going flat out through that section. So you, that's what, that was what I was going to say, yeah. too. Like, is Until it res- they get to turn 15. Is it a result of already carrying so much speed, starting from there kind of stuff? Like you know, That's you- what I thought. That's what I thought. And then the other theory was that there was a tailwind going through there, so they're going even faster if there's a wind behind them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... There's also now, and we heard this from various drivers, there's a bump near there. Just like in Monaco, there's, you see that in Monaco, there's going into, into, into Portier or going, uh, going into, into the hairpin, there's like a bump that they have to avoid. Mm-hmm. Same thing, there's a bump there that they have to avoid. So I guess they weren't avoiding it and they were just going straight into the wall. The car was losing traction. 
and a lot of guy, a lot of guys got you know got caught out there. Leclerc was the first one I think on Friday, Max on Saturday. And then you had a few people. You had I think it was a, it was a stroll, and Sonoda on in during qualifying. Yeah. So, but if you look at the people that crashed there, no season guy, meaning Alonso, Hamilton, Barrow. None of those guys had any even issues there. You know, as far as like near miss or crashing, because. So you're saying it's a young, young, yeah. young boy thing? That's that's actually a good observation. But I mean, who 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 usually gets the? I mean, the 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 quicker guys now are the young ones. When you when it comes to qualifying, except for maybe Hamilton, but Hamilton was nowhere this weekend. You have Verstappen up there. You had Leclerc. Max crashed. Max crashed. So they're going balls to the wall. They're, yeah. they're pushing. Yeah, they're pushing it. So, all right. So, as far as the qualifying itself, what is your take on that? My take is that I think it was a tailwind. Um, that it only makes sense to me because there were so many issues on Saturday. There weren't any issues on Sunday. Uh, there was on uh, Friday. There was a few issues on Friday though. Yeah, but it. It was just so concentrated during specific times that to me it's like, yo, this this can't be anything track related as far as turn eight or like uh, obviously the bump I didn't hear about, but uh, as far as I saw, it had to have been something. Was, was that happening. speed bump? Yes? No, it wasn't a speed bump. It was just a bump, bro. That's what they say. Policia <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that, but nobody's gonna know what the hell uh, it is. <laughs> no, but to me, because it was in such concentrated time, that it it only made sense that it was a a wind issue but i mean whatever as far as the qualifying itself we saw as far as surprises danny ricardo couldn't get out of q2 what's going on here we are this is now the second straight disappointing uh outing from danny ricardo in qualifying last time obviously it affected him greatly during the race because it was monaco this time I think he's just been getting caught out there, like just having bad luck. As far as like when it comes into the, when it comes in, into him pushing or the lap that he is pushing on, you know, either hitting traffic or in this occasion, I think it was like a red flag that, that, that fell them on this thing. Because remember, we had like four red flags. No, not in Q two though. I don't think he's anywhere, man. I don't think. Why are you I trashing don't... my man like that, man? Well, like my, really? My boys, he's, he's gonna make it. Why are you losing faith so quick? You say, I didn't say that he wasn't. Oh, okay. He's just not driving well. He just hasn't gotten to grips with the car. Lando said it before the weekend that he had to change his driver style to drive the car because it's not an easy car to drive. Gotcha. So, I mean, for the better, and Lando has been on the team, what, this is his third year? Mm -hmm. So, and he has some kind of experience with that car because it's, a, you know, it's the same chassis as last year. Ricardo has no experience, so he has to change his driving style. And if you look at Ricardo's history, it usually takes him about half the season to get his foot under. He is getting better. I don't know what, what has happened, you know, during these past few races. Maybe it's because it's a street circuit. You know, the winds are catching him. I don't know. Maybe they can't turn on the tires because that's been a common issue too, especially because the track temperature is not consistent throughout the track because you have buildings blocking the sun. It's, it's a lot of things, but he's not driving well right now, but he got to get his act together. Because the other four, the other three drivers that we talk about, as far as that group of four that changed teams, mm -hmm. we're talking about Perez, Sainz, Ricardo, and Vettel. And Vettel. Uh, they had pretty good weekends the past few weeks. I mean, the past two races, being Monaco and Azerbaijan. So he kind of got to get his act together by this point. 
Do you guys think that maybe that the, uh, I'm going to say this, that the McLaren is a diva car in the way that the Mercedes was a diva car two seasons ago or three seasons ago in that they couldn't, they couldn't find the right zone to get the car working in. And I'm, I'm referencing Lando's comments saying that it's been difficult for him to get used to driving the car. And then obviously Ricardo himself being an experienced driver is usually pretty good at being able to find the sweet spot. It did take him some time with the Renault, but I think what the issue was with the Renault is that it was just a bad car to start. <laughs> Sorry. It was a bad car to start. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the hell was that? <laughs> if you're watching oh, on YouTube. Uh. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> it's a bug, bro. Oh, fly? oh my God. So, so we're going to fly. No, no, the Renault was a bad car to start. And then as it got better, obviously it made Ricardo just seem better. So is the McLaren a diva? Are they still kind of figuring out? The Mercedes engine. Are they still kind of figuring out that in combination with the tires, in combination with their own aerodynamics and chassis? I think so. There was a lot. I mean, the the I think that the 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 cutting that the not cutting the corners, but the the floor changes have affected these teams a lot more than what we thought or that anybody else thought it would. Um, I think what's helped McLaren though is that they have a better engine in the car, so they can make up a lot of their losses aerodynamically, um, with how quick that engine is, especially in, in a race like uh, like Azerbaijan where you have that long straight. Um, contrary to what you thought, I as what I told you was that I thought the Ferrari was actually a better car aerodynamically, mm -hmm. and has been proven correct. Um, I just don't think that McLaren has gotten on top of it, really. I think that they're being helped by the Mercedes engine in the back of that car. I think so, too. But man. they also have two really good drivers. I mean, Ricardo's not driving well right now. Lando's carrying that team. So the driver, I mean, the driver skill also plays into it. Um, but Ricardo has to get his act together because right now Ferrari seems to be improving and they're going to the back. And you also have uh, uh, Aston Martin. <laughs> coming through and okay. uh they seem to be getting better and they seem to be making more updates to the car because it seems like they're more focused on updating this car uh, right now they're more focused on updating the current car so they can be better during this year than switching over to the 2022 car okay. which we spoke about last week other uh qualifying surprises now we're going to get into q3 and how that kind of shook out so Obviously, the top story here is. Go ahead, Yancy. Charlie! Woo! Charles Leclerc got a monster toe. What was it from Bottas or was it from Hamilton? From, Ham from Hamilton in, in the first run of that um, Q3. Of, of Q3. And nobody even came close to that time. He won. He got the pole position by over two tenths of a second over Hamilton, over Verstappen. Granted, everybody was because of the crash of uh, Yuki Tsunoda and then Carl, uh, Carlos Sainz right behind him. We didn't really get to see a full qualifying and then like what exactly these guys could bring, you know, with that final run. So the way it broke down was Hamilton obviously gave it, you know, an un unintentional toe, but Leclerc happened to just be there and use them, whatever. So 
But in between that time, there was also that was was that one Stroll crash? No, that no. was when Giovinazzi crashed. Uh, that was in Q one. Something. So in, in the between, talking, there was a pause. I know in Q three, yeah, the, there was the, a pause. The pause in, in Q three was Yuki Sonoda crashing, and then Carlos Sainz trying to avoid him. But, but that was that was but, what that was what ended. A, but, yeah, but that they had a. What was the pause in between? Just pretty much everybody just in the pitch. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was yeah. an incident. No, no, yeah. in my head, like was everybody I, in my head was like an incident because it's usually the pause and they go. And then it became it, it was looked. They, it's the banker lab, which is the you know they got to put in. The they came to review, blah blah blah, and all that stuff. Yeah, the banker the lab. Banker that's lab. what they call it, a banker lab. Yeah. So you, you, you put in you put in a lap just in case. Charles Charlie got got the fastest lap there, and then they come in. They 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 set up the cars better, and then they go in for so, the second one. And that's the time that everybody just went out. Everybody went out. So. So, but nobody could get it looked, up. At one point, it looked like months all over again because it was just, everybody was, everybody <laughs> yeah. was being. Yes, it did actually. It did actually. Uh, everybody and, was holding each other back and all yeah. that stuff. So, and, and uh, it was, I think it was, it was Bottas was holding everybody up. Yeah, because Bottas didn't want to go honey. because he wanted mm-hmm. to get a tow from Hamilton. That was, you know, he had given the tow to Hamilton. He wanted to get the tow from Hamilton. So, uh, back to Ferrari. Yeah, see, what are we? So Leclerc set that lap one forty one two one eight. Carlos. Let's let's go to Hamilton. Hamilton behind Leclerc in second place, one forty one four fifty. Carlos Sainz was just a tenth behind him, one forty one five seven six. Is what is Ferrari back? No. <laughs> on a one lap, more. give me some more. On a one lap, maybe. Not even on a one lap. Um, they're they're not back. They don't have the, they don't have the engine power. I think there's certain um. There's certain uh, aspects. Obviously, they're better aerodynamically, mm-hmm. but they just don't have the engine power, and you can see it throughout the race. Are they better? Yes, but I think it's just circumstances. The reason why Paul, uh, Leclerc has these two poses, honestly, is the car is better, but they're on street tracks. They're better aerodynamically, so uh, there are better times where through sector through through that castle section where they have the slow speed slow speed corners. Everybody else was faster than them in the in the high speech in the in the high speech um, parts of the track. Okay, so their engine is not as powerful as a, as the Honda or as the Mercedes. They do have better aerodynamics because they're very good through the slow corners. But I think it's just circumstances, and also remember, driver skill also plays a part in it. It's not just the car. And you have Leclerc, who has proven to be very proficient during qualifying as far as being great on on one lap and just pushing. And he's proven it. If he has the car, he can put it on pole. He's proven it nine times already throughout his career. Well, a lot of that was the cheating engine, too. So we can't, you know. If he got, if he has the car, he puts it on pole. Just like if Lewis Hamilton has the best car, he puts it on pole. That's why he is the best qualifier in all of F one history. If you have the car, you put it on pole. Not everybody can do that. Clearly, yeah. Look at Boris. Because Max Verstappen has a very good car, right? But he doesn't always put it on pole. He's not the best qualifier. So, do you think they have a a pretty good balanced car? Yes, they do. They but have, it's just not as good speed. as the other one. They don't have yeah. the, they they don't have the top end speed, no. Gotcha. And then I, and then it does have I mean obviously it's it's based on on last year's chassis which wasn't very good. They've done better as far as the uh, as far as you know uh working out certain things aerodynamically where they can be faster. It doesn't have as much drag cuz last year's car was super draggy. Um but 
it's just not, you know, it's a better car, but it's not up there to compete with Mercedes or or Red Bull. It's not, you know, uh, th- th- those are the benchmarks this season. Do they have they, a better car than McLaren? Um, I think they have a better chassis. They have better aerodynamics, but they don't have a better engine. Gotcha. So when if it when it comes to a high speed track, I think McLaren takes it. Okay. So other, we talked about Daniel Ricciardo. Lando Norris qualified six behind Carlos Sainz. So I'm going to go back and go through the order: Charles Leclerc, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen were the top three. Number four, which is another team I want to talk about again, my favorite team: Pierre Gasly, fourth; Yuki Tsunoda, eighth. Is the AlphaTauri back, or is it? It's just so hit and miss with this team. I'm not sure where. I think everybody's back, to be honest. And then it's just luck of the draw <laughs> yep. as far as who turns on the tires, like who has a good day. Like I, I'm not clear as to where we can put Alphatari, who had a great Bahrain or first race, and now they had a great Baku. Maybe it's tracks that start with the letter B. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's just driver skill. Uh, with I think that's the difference. Um, it's like the team and drivers. Obviously, Pierre Gasly has driven lights out this season. There's no doubt about that. But he has made his mistakes. Um, yeah. Either they put him on a bad strategy or or he just hasn't been driving. He's probably, he's been consistent the last few races, but I think he had a, he he got off to a rough start during you know, the first few races of the season. Um, but also the team has put him in compromising positions also. It's just a matter of inexperience. They're not a team that has the experience of running close to the top of the midfield or even to the top of the of the entire grid. So I think that's the difference between them. I think, but as that car has been good all year, it's a lot like um, Racing Point last year. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, it's a good car. It's just like, but it's not only the car that gets you to the top. It's, it's a combination of good teamwork, engineers, strategy, mm-hmm. and your drivers. I think the car is where the car should be, like where where the car has shown that it needs to be at. That's where the car is at now. Right. It's not, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. I guess past that, as far as you know, they're they are they're not going to be, you know, as fast as McLaren, but right. I mean, I think I, or Ferrari, but well, they are they are where they should be. They're, they're going to be right there, you know, right on the on the heels all the way. The way. race for third is between uh, McLaren, Ferrari and McLaren, Ferrari. Um, but very close nipping at the heels. Is AlphaTauri. Exactly. Yeah. As far as just pace, right? Because mm-hmm. in the constructors, they're way back. Right. Um, all right. So, I mean, that that's pretty much the qualifying. We talked about the Ferrari pace. I guess I'll round out the rest of the top 10. It was uh, Pierre Gasly fourth, Carlos Sainz fifth, Lando Norris sixth, Sergio Perez seventh. Just not, you know, obviously got caught up in that. Uh, they, he was actually on track right behind Max Verstappen as they were, as they, uh, Killed the qualifying. Due I don't to think the we crash. saw the, the true paces of each car during quali- especially during Q three, just because of the crash. You know, obviously, you had Leclerc's crash in Monaco. You couldn't really see. Yeah, everybody saved. That's why I said the best for the end, and then and then you had the crash, uh, Sonoda's crash, and Carlos Sainz crashing out at the end of Q three. So, you know, it's. It, I think you. What well, we're basing our pay uh, our our. Opinion. Opinion on on pace of these cars is basically what we saw during the race. So then we had Yuki Tsunoda eighth, as mentioned before. Fernando Alonso ninth, okay, mm-hmm. and Valtteri Bottas tenth, who got stuck not being able to get Jeez. a toe. 
and then what a disaster for him this week that kind of just sealed the deal for him really because he just couldn't pass anybody going in through the race and the race itself but that's also I'm sorry but no, that's been consistent with Bottas if he doesn't qualify at the top he just stays in the he, back he can't pass like, he can't pass he seems uninspired I don't know obviously we're not we're not gonna know it's this. the car I know that's the thing I don't know what these drivers are think well, how we don't want to get into I mean we don't, we can't be in their heads but it seems like with Bottas is not it's not the same as like a Verstappen or a Hamilton where if if they if something goes wrong with them they keep pushing and they wind up uh, you know with actually a pretty good result compared to where they started Bottas seems to be he seems to like give up he seems to be uninspired especially he was in the back of the field same thing happened with him in Imola and crashed out Unfortunately, no, was, I think that wasn't his fault, but either way, it's still a horrible race. He ran a horrible race, and then he managed to run an even worse race last weekend. I mean, this weekend that just passed. I think happened. what happens to him is that he has so much trouble with the car. Obviously, we know he's not a Max, we know he's not a Hamilton, so he has so much trouble to get the car balanced to be able to pass. Remember, we're talking about a car that was built to lead to run on open air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you're at in, in traffic, we're so close to all these guys. Mm -hmm. If you get the tires too hot, you cook them. If you if you don't get enough air, your engine you're, you're running hot on the engine. So it's, he, I think he fails to do the balance where Hamilton he puts it right on the knife's edge and let's go. And I think Bottas doesn't have that yet on the car. That's why he always has so much trouble getting out of the top ten, you know, or getting to the front when he doesn't qualify. It when well. he doesn't qualify up there, yes, he's not a great overtaker either. So. It's easy to play defense when you have the best car. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, when when you're in the front and you hit traffic, they get blue flags, so they have to, they're supposed to let you through. But you, when you're fighting for position, they're not going to give you the position. Come and take it if you want. Right. So that's where he starts getting into trouble with the balance of the car. Surprisingly, not at all. I don't know. I expected that. It doesn't happen to Hamilton. Yeah. yeah? But over, Yeah, but that's the thing. If Hamilton's in 10th, Regardless if it's a track that you can overtake or not. He'll finish third or second. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and be careful he doesn't take the lead. Yeah. 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 I mean, he didn't have a great weekend this weekend either. He was still he was still running, you know, second place. So. Well, we're talking about Hamilton, man. All right. So the race itself, we had Charlotte Claire start on pole. Um, you know, he, he kept the position going through the first and second lap. And then it was just kind of academic for Hamilton to pass him. Then it was... Verstappen and Perez kind of just like in the next couple of laps, once DRS opened up. Which was what we're talking about. They don't have the top end speed. So once we had the DRS and the toe. Forget it. Yeah, it was. Because I think Hamilton passed him even just before with the, the DRS. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on on I mean, lap two. That, um, that was expected though. Uh, it, because it's, it's a track that it's not Monaco. Like if he were, if he had a, he had a fighting chance in Monaco because you can't overtake in Monaco. It's just nearly impossible um, but here, I mean, even though it's a street track and a lot of people crashed out, um, it's still pretty wide where you can get spaces where, especially go, after that long straight going into turn two or turn one, I should say, yeah, um, you can easily overtake. And you saw that that's what happened. That's why I said it before. They don't have the engine power and you can tell on that straight. They have a pretty good car, but they just can't keep up with either the Honda or the Mercedes engine. Right. So then we saw the Red Bulls and the Mercedes kind of pretty evenly matched, right? To the point where the overtake 
when they started hitting the pit, uh, the pits and the pit window for for the soft tires, we saw the overtakes of Hamilton by Perez and Max via the pit. So it wasn't even an on field over or on the track overtake. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking baseball, and football, <laughs> football. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't on the pitch. It was. Um, <laughs> wow. It's on the track. It's been a long day. Um, yeah, but <laughs> via the pit. Yeah, it was in the pit. Yeah. So even um, so, Hamilton had a four point something second pit stop, and then Perez had a, a four point something second pit stop. But it looked like I guess watching the race that Hamilton couldn't get the tires activated in time to make a good. Uh, lab coming out of the pit. It seems to be a common theme with them in street tracks. They just can't turn the tires on. And Red Bull is running well. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are they are showing glimpse of what Red Bull to us or to me was that they did not miss a beat. Yeah, but... And they get a you, chance, I'll boom, tell you what. they reacted right away. Yeah, and we're, Now we're going to go back to tradi- tra- traditional traditional tracks. Okay. Where and it, the weather's getting hotter. The issue with Mercedes is that they cannot, they, they just don't seem to turn on, they can't get temperature in their tires. Remember, they had the DAS system last season. Oh, yeah, yeah that was right. That's a great right? point. For two That's years. A great huh? point. No, just for one year, but, but they legalized. They, they, they illegalized. <laughs> they outlawed, they, they, they outlawed mm-hmm. it this season. I don't know what the hell's wrong with us today. But, um, but yeah, the FIA made it illegal this season. They banned it. There you go. Which is the right way. They banned it this season. But last season they had they had that because the that season wasn't just for them to go faster on the track. It was more of a tire warm up issue where you can change the pitch of the tire mm. so there's more tire on the track so mm. you can warm it up. They don't have that this season anymore. Right? So and now, when you get to street tracks, what happens with the street tracks is, even though the temperature may be hot, we're talking about it's surrounded by buildings. So you have one patch where the sun is shining on on the track. Then you have other patches where you have shadows where the sun is not shining. So you're not getting the track temperature to help you out with that. That's crazy. So they just can't... T- they they The Red Bulls are better on turning... The Red Bulls and the, and the Ferraris are actually better on turning on the tires get them up to temperature where they can they run them up to speed mercedes think, struggles with that i think it's been a, a mercedes issue not you know even prior to that mm-hmm. like mercedes has been having trouble yeah getting them the but once you get to, to yeah uh, once, it's not once you get tires, to a traditional track where there's no buildings covering it the tire temperature uh you know it'll, it'll help issue. them out yeah it's not an issue wow. and it's gonna be hotter so that's a very interesting point, and I want to remember, I want to put a pin in this, that we talked about the tire temperature. So, Lance Stroll, lap 34. Yeah, lap 30, 33, 34. I don't remember the exact lap, but he started the race on hards and had not pitted to that point. Uh, Pirelli, our dear friends at Pirelli, who we all love. Everybody loves him this weekend. Yes, uh, those guys. Their prediction was that the hard tires should be able to go 40 laps, right? Right. They were even talking about on the broadcast that if you took care of them, if it was a Sergio Perez, you may be even able to go to like the 45. Entire, yeah. Like almost, like almost a full length of the full race, length race. And then just come in and, and pit right Yeah, because they were saying about so the guys that... So you can do that... a one stop, do one stint on the saw, and then switch to the hards, 
and finish off the race. That was what that is what was expected. Yeah, because I was even saying a thing about Russell that he, I think he pitted like on the first lap or second lap. Yeah, and he wanted to, yes. right to get hard to mm-hmm. be able to go uh, pretty much the whole, whole length of the race. Right. Great point. So we saw um, Lance Stroll's what was it? The rear left tire failed, causing him to lose control. When, and once you start losing control, then the aerodynamics holding the car down, yes, gone. Sir. Yeah, especially when you're going over 200 miles per hour on that straight. The fastest, I think that's probably one of the fastest points that they get throughout the whole year. Throughout the whole year, yeah. I don't. I've never gone two hundred miles an hour in a car, so. Oh, yeah, I've, never. I've done. I've done one sixty. So Isn't close. A song two hundred miles. No, I'm kidding. Um, I've done. I've done like one fifty, and I'm like, wow. So imagine doing one. So imagine doing two hundred. Two hundred five. In a light car, and your tire goes out on you. Recipe for disaster. So it actually, when they slowed it down, it did not look like a nasty accident. Played in real time, though, it I was like, yo, this guy is really going to get hurt. So we lost control on that straight, brushed the front of the car. And I say brushed, but the front of the car ends up going into the wall and then basically turning around and sliding the back of the, the, the rear end of the car slides along the wall, mm-hmm. right up against the pit straight. Safety car obviously comes out. They have to clean up all the debris. But right off the bat, we not right off the bat, but already they start talking about, wow, that, that tire kind of just went on him. Mm-hmm. What gives, what happened with Pirelli? It was supposed to last the 40. whole length of the race. Right. Any thoughts on the crash or on what's what that is foretelling? What... Are we going to get that in the high speeds? One, one, here's the thing. The, where it seemed to fail was not on the surface of the tire where, where the, the pass that hits the road, but the shoulder, meaning the sidewall where the sidewall meets the tread. That's what seemed to fail on that car. Um, and I don't know what would cause that. You know, obviously you're running at high speeds, high temperatures. I, I got the answer for that. Mm-hmm. What's that? It was debris on the track. You think so? That's what Pirelli said to cover themselves. Uh, that, that's what they're always going to say. But they were the first ones. I don't know if you guys saw this on the covers. They were the first ones to be right next to that truck, put a red bag over the tire so nobody can see it. And then they've, and then when I think they were, they, one of the Pirelli guys had a, had a radio on, and and the cameraman, obviously all cameramen, especially they're going to go for the one, shot. Gonna go for the shot. They, they they zoomed in on that spot. Where they where you saw the shoulders split open. Oh, inside, like in like it was in the inside part. The shoulders split open, and and they were literally just trying to cover that up. So of course, Pirelli's were trying to cover so the ass. So the Pirelli guy was not trying to cover the car. No, he was trying to cover the tire. It's like I don't want to get fired. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here so I won't get fined. Yeah, he was trying to cover the tire. Gotcha. Okay. Because okay. normally that's what happens when they crash. They, and let me tell you like something. The car. The, you know, the reason why, and you mentioned this earlier, why that that crash didn't look so bad, was because obviously they have a ton of safety features, crumple oh, yeah. zones, and all of that stuff. Thank God they have all that in place. But just and and when you see this footage, just look how far that car went. Traveled, man. After traveled after it hit the wall. That's how fast these guys were going. I mean, 
it, 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 it just kept, it felt like they just kept going infinitely because they're carrying speeds of 200 miles an what, hour. What was that? It reminded me, what was that? Was it Alonzo in Australia that just, the car just like launched and... Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Like, and it launched and hit uh, my microphone. Yeah. <laughs> that was with Gutierrez, right? But then it yes, just that like was in Australia. The, though. the car literally like it exploded, and it was just like the monocoque just rolling. Right, uh, and he walked out. Yeah, and he walked out. Same with it. like Brundle too, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, it's just thank God for carbon fiber monocoques, and um and but yeah, it was those are and the safety protocols. At, imagine what it is. Imagine thank God that there was no cars in the way. There was no yep. cars coming after him. Uh, there was a complaint. Uh, that the drivers had actually that the safety car came out the too safety slow. car too yeah. slow came out too slow especially when you have a two hundred mile an hour crash crash on a straight on like that street. Oh, I mean, the, you mean in the deployment of the safety car? Yes. Yeah, because I think they did like one. They did a whole lap almost. No, like, no, no. Before it got deployed, no. It was like thirty seconds. They said it, it was, like it was a long time. It was like thirty seconds. Which you know, in thirty seconds is an eternity. Yeah. Enough one. But the thirty seconds does not count to the safety car being deployed right after you know turn one. No, it's just because the car. But not it's not so much, much. this. It's not so much the safety car, right? It's the drivers getting the notification on, on the dash. on the panels and on the dash. Like, yo, you guys got to stop. You got to slow down. Yeah. But I remember also, when yeah, but so at the beginning was a double yellow. That's it. It was a double yellow, but the double yellow only accounts for that sector. Yeah, that's that, 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 it. Doesn't right, account right. for the entire right. track. And they so said, this car is still flying throughout the entire track. Right, and then they tried to say that Michael Massey was upset with the drivers that they weren't slowing down enough for a double yellow, and it's like, yo, my guy, like. The double yellow is in that area. That's it. It's not just that, but like deploy the safety car. Like mm-hmm. this is how we lost. Not and actually that was. I mean, and and that was the incident. I mean, the drivers pointed out that when that happened with with Max, which we'll get to. But it's still. I it, I feel on both ends when we when we're seeing it, it was like, why is there not a safety car like right away? Right away, you got to stop the action because what happens is also that these guys are racing. So if if you're racing for position, so you're not just gonna even if you do you you you're not gonna stop because you're not you're not gonna want to lose a place right. until right. that safety car right. is deployed. Right. So deploy the safety car, stop the action, get them in the pits, clean up the debris, and then all the, you know the other thing is that I noticed that in Baku, and and again it, we see these back to back, right? We see Monaco, and Baku we see to ba- Baku. Oh no, we see Ma- Monaco, 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 Monte Carlo, and we see Baku, and we see this the 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 not the stewards but the marshals in in Monte Carlo they clean up stuff like bam they it's like they're on it right away like the and uh, but in 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 Baku it's they're really slow it, it's, and I don't know it's, if it's different training. because Monaco being such a compact track mm-hmm. and it folds in on itself a crane could pick up one side and then the, like right. it's so I'm easy. not blaming them I'm just yeah. saying no, that like, it's just it's just different logistics as far as like and the space how too. fast you can clear an accident especially uh, I mean Baku's wider mm-hmm. it's long it's a really long track so I'm not blaming them I'm just saying it's just that it takes a really long time in Baku so, for them so to clear up a what Yance is trying to say is that yeah. uh, instead of having three minions with brooms have like ten <laughs> well, they said on on the broadcast that I think for after Lance Stroll's crash, that they had like uh, four street sweepers coming down the track, the main street, to just pick up all the stuff because it was such a wide section. But from there, fourteen laps later, we have the same. There were obviously it was foretold already what would happen with Max Verstappen. So after the safety car restart, they went. It was chalk. Max Perez Hamilton. 
Max was five, six seconds ahead. I keep hitting the stupid mic. Five, six seconds ahead. That's my stupid mic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was um, it was going to be a automatic win, right? For Max. Mm-hmm. For Max. Lap 48, same thing on the straight. Rear left tire, I'm going to say delaminates or something mm-hmm. happens. It's splits. definitely not a delaminate, just splits. Because delamination is just like the tread coming it's off. It's just graining. Yeah. So it splits and then same nasty accident. On the right side of the track, thankfully, it was past the pit street because that pit wall would have been oh, a disaster if Max had hit that pit wall. Um, from there, the safety car is deployed. Thank God um, Max had some kind of distance, even though you still see Paris and Hamilton pass mm-hmm. right next to him uh, and avoiding the debris, which is kind of crazy. Um, they deploy the safety car. The race is red flagged. Due to, um, we'll get to that. The race is red flagged. Everybody comes into the pits because of this issue with the tires and the potential for an even more serious accident. So we've already had, on the start finish straight, 200 miles per hour, two of these tire issue crashes. With no warning. With with no warning. Without giving the pit wall warning about uh, being too hot or too degrading. Right. So then what did, go ahead, Ruben, tell us what Red Bull said. No, Red Bull, like, pretty much immediately, like, almost right after... The Max incident, they just pretty much contacted, I guess, the Michael FIA, Massey. Michael, you know, Massey. Michael, Michael, Michael does nothing, Massey, whatever. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and to tell him right away, let him know, hey, this tire just went out. It was no warnings for us. It was not degrading. It was not even, no, no temperature, you know, no, pretty much, it was no red flag towards us about, you should, you should think about red flag, you know, red flag in the race because of potential other cars having the same issue. Right. And everybody could just change their tires and get to the end safely. Isn't it cool that we can uh, hear that radio between the FIA that and, was the, super cool. and the... They've done it the last few races. I thought it was very good insight. So, by doing that, obviously, they're also trying to avoid that. I just thought about this. A heavier accident. You know, of course. I, but, is it because they don't want it to end like it did in last year with, you know, with Ham finishing in three wheels and all this stuff? No, no. I don't, I don't think that, that, you, that's You don't think it's going to get to that level? No, I think that you try to avoid... An Antoine Hubert accident where gotcha. the freak, the car behind them basically torpedoes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much. Mm-hmm. You don't want, especially on that start finish straight. If somebody would have driven into Stroll, or it would have been over. Yeah, toes. Yeah. I mean, it, the, and the and the communication between Red Bull and and the FIA, you know, that that's what the Red Bull, the the Red Bull, the Red Bull pit wall was trying to convey, or did convey to to Michael Massey and the, the race directors was that, listen, we've had two tire issues. They've had no warning. Uh, you should really red flag this race so everybody can at least come into the pits and be able to change their tires. Because obviously the tires are not lasting as long as Pirelli hoped that, or said that they would. Obviously you take Pirelli at their word as far as how long those tires would last because they manufacture the tires. So I think that was really the 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 issue at hand. It's like, all right, you, we've had two random, literally random crash or crashes where the t- the same tire on the same side and the blows same up and the same area blows up on you. Um, yeah, and of course, Pearly came out and blamed that it was debris because they found Twice. a yeah. yeah they found a um, they found a uh, uh, some. They found an ant 
no, no, no. They, they found like a, they, they found like a slash or something on on Lewis Hamilton's tire. At the end of the race, and yeah. that was one of one of those. Um, you know, that was evidence that there was maybe debris on the track. But I don't know, bro. I mean, the same tire, same. It's just they it, really need to get on top of that. Is it also because that's the area where the tire is is getting the most weight as far as between speed and for you know obviously force. Because I'm a, there's also like a little kink right before The that. little kink is a right turn, so you're putting pressure on the right side. Is that accurate? No, on the left side. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <Just trying> to... <laughs> He's pitching himself in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. So, no, you're right. So, in that kink, you're already going at pretty fast rate, and you're putting additional pressure, and think you're doing that every lap, right? Mm -hmm, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, that's it's because... Of that little area, not, I'm not. I'm not saying it's, obviously Pirelli should make up for, you know, to make the tire safety for that, you know, safe for that area. But I think that's the where you will say that the tire goes into the most, I would say, a pre, you know, highest pressure point because of speed and the force that you that you you know you you're fighting you're fighting to get out point. of there. Yeah, it's an yeah. interesting point. But um, they should anticipate that. Of course, not uh, cover it up. Yeah, I mean they shouldn't. They, uh, again, it's it's yes, it was you're putting people's lives at risk. Was it like a red towel? <laughs> what what they put on top? It of? was a, a red garbage bag. <laughs> they were ready for that. Yeah, it's, uh, it, <laughs> to cover, it's, it was to cover the debris that yeah. made it pop. You know? Yeah, no, it was a red garbage bag. You know how like when all the crashes, every debris gets taken away and it's not given. You know, it's not living for people to grab. So the the cover so it will cover the debris that was being held by the tire you know the tire that's last the debris that's last the tire i should have brought my tin for a half for you yeah 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 so all right so from there what does that mean <laughs> space conspiracy theories bro. conspiracy <laughs> yeah that antenna bro is just coming in and you're just like spitting it all out whatever comes to your mind bro so from there <laughs> You got anything else that's good that's coming through there? <laughs> well, it's like, okay. <laughs> a little squirrely. There were three uh, three laps left. Did a formation lap, and then there were, you know, there's obviously still the three laps, but we end up with a... Hold on a second. I'm, I just thought about it. Is there... <laughs> What happened? No, 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 no. Because no. no, like I, it was super. Obviously, oh, to me, it was also super confusing. Like, okay, the red, the red flag, the race. Are they gonna, you know, before they even announce they we're gonna restart the race? Is that like the norm? Like, can they just call the race completely? Like, you know, do they have to finish the amount of laps that is set for and stuff like that? That's like pretty much my. I think point. you have to finish the race distance. The race distance, and it's up to the, and it's up to the stewards or race director. Rate, rate. Race direct to the race director, which is Michael Massey, whether it's a rolling start or a standing start. Usually, when it's a red flag, it's a standing start, unless um, there's like rain or yeah, something true. like that. So, they'll do a rolling start because it's safer. Rolling start, yes. All right, so from In there, the car style. we have a uh, I guess a standing start after the formation lap, after another formation lap. We had we saw if you've seen the race highlights and we'll put them in the in, in the race uh, notes or the the show notes. You see in the restart, Lewis Hamilton his brakes are smoking; they're that hot. Um, fire! Fire! Based on uh, the re they restart, he gets a jump on on Perez, so he's already ahead. Perez tries to fight him. Lewis Ooh. Hamilton 
before we what did you when he got ahead of him what did, were you guys excited um it's tough it, so he got ahead of him but i i didn't know if he'd be able to keep it into turn 1 because he was on he was so far on the inside he'd yeah. have to really slam on the brakes and lose a ton of momentum to be able to make that turn so i mean paris would probably be able right. to jump him back right because paris what we saw from Perez was he defended so far inside. He, he just pinned launched. Them, he towards. pinned them to mm-hmm. the inside. And with Which those cars, right, with those cars that size, it would be very hard. It reminded me of uh, three years ago, Perez. Was it three years ago? Perez and Ocon, that they ended up getting a, in a collision in turn one because they didn't leave each other enough space. So I thought that uh, Perez would be able to make it uh, to to do the overtake at the end or like a, at the end of that uh, straight or they collide. Yeah. What did you think as far as um, what did you think as far as that uh, uh, start? You uh, asked the question. I actually said. thought that Hamilton had him. I think so too. I, 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 I was think, just excited. I was like, whoa. Like, I think he, I think he had him. I think he, it's just that he, I guess he came in so fast that's probably why he couldn't really put on the brakes. So that's why it seemed... Here's the thing. He got a better start than Perez. Way better. Way better start than Perez. But he couldn't break on time because obviously the brakes were shot. I mean, you know, was right. it, uh, you, you can no, no, take so, over here. So because it's... A, it's a, what is it? The, uh, it's the, the, the magic break magic. The, the, so, the break magic. Was not on. blue magic. This yeah, is something no. that uh, he mentioned... Hello, Hamilton mentioned over the radio that he had... Mess with the brake magic over the course of the formation lap, and that uh, he may have pressed it again going into turn one. So the brake magic was that what that does is it takes the um, brake balance from the rear of the car and brings it to the front. I think he brings it up close to ninety percent. I think it was eighty six percent that they brought mm-hmm. it up. So remember, I said, "Hey, put a pin in the tire warming Mercedes thing." So. The brake magic allows them to put more heat into the tires. Correct. Via the brakes. Via the brakes. So, because so the, the calipers are pressing harder on the brakes, generating more heat. And it's not being transferred to the MGUK. No. They're, they're keeping the energy in the tires. So mm-hmm. now as a function of trying to warm up the tires, they screwed up this race because they still had they still had issues with warming up the tires, no DAS system, as you guys talked mm-hmm. about earlier. And now he accidentally, or yes. may have left it on, the brake balance, so it caused them to fly past turn one. Right. So that's why he was carrying so much speed. That's why it looked like he was ahead. Because he was just carrying so much speed that he couldn't brake on time. That's why he just kept going. Well, no, obviously. So even like that. We saw that because he locked, locked up the tires yeah. and just went straight. But even straight. if like, even if he did get a good start, it would have been tough for him to make that corner on time. He would have to he would have to break early, and I think Perez would have still been ahead. Gotcha. Barely, but he still would have had the corner. So it would have been more interesting, obviously, if he didn't hit that button where he turned on where he turned on the what they call brake magic now. We always got these crazy terms. Um but I don't. I think Perez still would have been ahead. I, now, what would have been interesting though? Um, you go turn one, turn uh, going down that next DRS straight after turn two. After turn two, uh, I think maybe maybe there, maybe there, just like uh, Leclerc did with Gasly. 
um, he would have. Uh, even though Gatsby he would have tried to get him there, even, even though, though Gatsby came out ahead, right. but it was still a good battle. I think it would have been a very similar battle because yes, Paris did not get a very good start. No, he even said it. He, yeah, he, he didn't get a, a very start. good start. And then obviously, when you go into that corner, if you don't take obviously if you don't take the apex, if you don't get a good exit off that corner, you're, you're slowing down. You have which, to slow down. Yeah, which gives, you know, which gives like Hamilton. Hamilton a chance to get close to him or even get ahead of him at that point. But obviously that didn't happen. I One of the funniest things I saw was uh, commentary. Um, it, it's obviously, it's a short, it's very short from the start to that mm -hmm. corner. And on commentary you hear, I think it was Mark Weber, when Lewis Hamilton kept going straight, he started screaming like a little <laughs> girl. He goes, ah! <laughs> because he saw Hamilton going straight. It was one of the funniest things. Go, go look at it on Instagram on the F1 on the F1 uh the F1 page. It's hilarious. All right, so from there, Sergio Perez ends up winning the race. Hamilton slips all the way down to I think it was 16th. Uh Sergio Perez wins the race. Sebastian Vettel, second place. He? Two. Then uh uh Pierre Gasly, Charlotte Claire, Lando Norris in a three-way fight for third place. That was fun. Um, That's probably what it what it would have would have looked like between Perez and and Hamilton. Had just just like that, because you had two very similar, you had two three cars actually that were similarly matched. Um, going you know, heading down that those DRS zones, um, you see that Leclerc did get was able to pass him pass him briefly. but then Gasly came back in the next but Norris right there like trying to hey nice match Norris was just trying to was taking advantage of the fight exactly there you go, yeah. and then at the and last at the last second Leclerc saw him and was able to block him off I think that's why why maybe Leclerc backed off a little bit because hey I'm probably going to be in a position here losing two spots Yes. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I might exactly. be, I might be in danger losing two spots because this kid is running, you know, right behind me. He's probably going to catch a bunch. But also there, you can see that that and what I was mentioning earlier, that the Honda engine and the the Mercedes engine are just better, and the straight drag race are better than the Ferrari engine, which is why I hesitate to say that Ferrari's fully back. So <laughs> I'm going to run down the full race results, and then we're just going to. Kind of do a little bit of analysis. So Sergio Perez won the race as we talked about. Full 25 points. Beautiful. Sebastian Vettel, second. Third place, Pierre Gasly. Fourth, Charles Leclerc. Fifth, Lando Norris. Sixth, Fernando Alonso. Seventh, Yuki Sonora. Eighth, Carlos Sainz. Ninth, Daniel Ricciardo. And tenth, Kimi Raikkonen. Beautiful points for Alfa Romeo. So obviously the big story coming out of this is Sergio Perez being able to win his first race with Red Bull. What do we think there, guys? He did everything he was supposed to do. Obviously, it was going to be a, 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 a... If the tire hadn't blown up, it would have been a Red Bull 1-2. Mm -hmm. Which would have been the first time in a long time. Right. He didn't qualify. He didn't have a good Saturday. Perez mm -hmm. didn't have a good Saturday, which was what he needs to do. That is common with Perez, though. Yeah, but... Either Not way, good it, it's, he doesn't have a good Saturday, but he needs to get better. Mr. Sunday? Because he yeah. needs to be able to qualify up there because you can see the difference this race when you had two Red Bulls up there. Mercedes only had one car. The Red Bulls were dictating the pace, even though they didn't start 
they didn't start up front. Remember, you had Max mm -hmm. starting in third. third place, and Perez had a great jump at the start, made up like two places, and was already behind Max at the race. Now, with Botas being in the back, 10th place, now you have two rebels fighting a, a, a Mercedes who won out eventually. It was the two Red Bulls, even though, and they also had the faster car. But either way, they can still push the pace. They can still push the strategy. And what happens? Something a freak accident happens. Unfortunately, you know Max drove well, and he deserved to win that race. But you know it was a freak accident. It was just one of those things. His tire blows up, but who's there to pick up the scraps? And who still got points? It was. It was Sergio Perez because he's running up there. It wasn't and, a an easy win for him, though. No, it's not. But what happens is that the you have the drivers' championship, which stays the same because obviously Max and 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 Hamilton didn't score any points. But the difference maker in the constructor in the constructors' championship is that Red Bull extends their lead because Sergio Perez is able to win that race and get them twenty five points. Right, so Sergio and Perez. Mercedes? Zero. Zero. Sergio Perez, as Yancey said, did exactly what he was supposed to do. Picked up the slack when his teammate went out. So, by extension, Valtteri Bottas. What? We talked about him earlier. Terrible qualifying. Just could not make up any places. It didn't work for him. Nothing worked for him. No, he, he had a... Not even he drove. Not even saying something like he that. He drove uninspired. I think it's just one of those things where, it. I guess the weekend didn't start well for him because he couldn't get to Baku on time because his private <laughs> jet was stuck, and it just rolled out from there. It's just there. um yeah, it, 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 you have to fight through adversity, and it, and the That's best drivers not able to do. The best drivers are able to do that. You see that consistently. From those top tier drivers on the grid, um, so what if I told Baltas is not able to do that? I don't know what it is, man. Just... What if I told you, right? Yes, you lose Max Verstappen, Lance Stroll, Esteban Ocon, Hamilton has an issue, finishes the race basically second to last after the restart. So there's four cars total DNF: Russell, Verstappen, Stroll, Ocon, Latifi. Last, Hamilton, 15th. Bottas finished 12th. He in a, finished... In a full, in a full, full race. He, in a full race, behind both Alfa Romeo's, behind... Uninspired. On a track that you definitely, have, you have, definitely have the power to overtake. I think it's the car failing him. I, I, the dude, car failing him. Well, meaning, meaning him failing to get the car the proper, the proper place. In the proper, so you know? he's failing to get the car. Hey, I'm the sorry. Car yeah, my him. bad. Yeah. All right. So that's but, first place. And listen. And 12th place. Uh, Bottas is a second driver for a reason. He's going to have his off races. He does this every year. But when, you know, when most of the time, I'm going to say most of the time, when Mercedes needs him to pick up points and or when Hamilton's having an off day, most of the time, Bottas comes through. It's just we're comparing him to Hamilton, and Hamilton's the GOAT. So, yes, he had a bad race. Yes, he deserves the criticism, but he's not bad. And honestly, 
the past few races, he's driven well. He's just had bad luck. He's he's there. He's do he he has been doing for the past what three years he's been with Mercedes, mm-hmm. what Sergio Perez did for one race with Red Bull, and no other driver has been able to do in that second Red Bull seat. So, you know, let's hold off on Botas for a little bit, man. I'm gonna defend him here. All right, so So take him back to the to the spa, whatever. <laughs> so he could clean some stuff. <laughs> Show his uh, arse. Uh, yep. Second place. Sebastian Vettel. In what car? In what car? <laughs> um, second straight race where he's scoring good points. He's on the podium for the first time in Aston Martin. It's Aston Martin's first time Since as a back. podium, yeah. They never had a podium before, even when they were Aston Martin before. Oh, it's their correct. First it was their first podium. So, whoa. We happen to have just talked about this last week. Is is Aston Martin going to be able to claw away more points? Are they going to be able to start attacking the Ferraris and McLarens of the world? Um, It depends on one thing and one thing only. What's that? Strong. I guess not then. <laughs> because what we see is, especially when you're fighting atop of the midfield, is not so much... It's not the same as when you when you when you're fighting at the at the top of the grid, mm-hmm. where you have one driver and you don't have another driver taking points off of them, but you have two consistent drivers. But you have one driver who's the main focus. When you're fighting at the top of the midfield, you have to have two drivers scoring points consistently and being consistent. Which is remember top of the midfield last se- season was McLaren. Lando and Sainz were pretty evenly matched throughout the whole season. Yes. They were both very consistent drivers. They were very back and forth. Yes. When Racing Point was, well, when when it was Force India, and you had them finishing fourth, top of the midfield, because it was a three-way race between Ferrari, Red Bull, and Mercedes, um, you had Sergio Perez and Esteban Ocon, before he he left the sport, two consistent drivers, very evenly matched, scoring points, again, consistently. If you are going to fight at the top of the midfield with Ferrari and with, oh, you have Ferrari and you have McLaren. You have Ferrari, you have Carlos Sainz and Leclerc. Very consistent drivers. You have, and what's the difference between that fight now between the McLarens and the Ferraris? Ricardo's missing. Is Ricardo's missing. Same thing. With Alphatari, which is the team right behind them. What's missing? Yuki Sonoda. Sonoda. You need two consistent drivers fighting for points every single race if you're gonna if you're gonna come out on top. Yeah. So all right, so then I feel like Wells every time Wells goes like, uh yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he's 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 he wants to say something but he So back away. to back to Aston Martin. Well let, let's let's circle it back. Back to Aston Martin. They can improve the car all they want, and they are improving the car. It seems like they're focusing more on improving the car for this year because they don't want to be that team that came in with all the hype and are finishing at the back of the field. Which is what we talked about. Check out our video from last Saturday, Mm -hmm. uh, right before, actually right after the Baku qualifying. We literally talked about exactly this. Right. But the drivers have to be there or thereabouts fighting 
because eventually, and like we mentioned, they can put all the resources in the car now and make it better, but they got to switch to the 2022 car eventually. So they can't put everything on this car. The only thing that keeps them up there is driver performance. And that means that Vettel, I mean, and it seems like Vettel is already getting the hang of it. And Very he's much. a veteran, four-time world champion. I don't see him, you know, I don't see him, once he gets used to that car, I don't see him, uh, and that team is behind him. I don't, see, I don't see him with a huge drop-off as far as performance-wise. Lance Stroll has to come through. I don't even see it as him getting used to the car. I see it as him getting his confidence because that's what he lacked at Ferrari. Mm-hmm. He had no confidence, and now... You know, he has a little bit of confidence going on to a track that is kind of basic in France. He should be able to perform there as well. It's a lot of 90 degrees. It's one big uh, oval uh, parabolica style turn. I I think things are going to be looking up for. You're not always going to get zero points from Lance Stroll in that car. I think right. things are looking up for. For Aston Martin. Aston Martin. I believe so. And yeah. they're looking down for McLaren. Mm-hmm. Looking up for Ferrari, mm-hmm. so uh, our third place finisher, Pierre Gasly. Um, I still, I don't even know. I still don't know what to say about this stupid Alfatari car. Um, stupid. Yeah, because it's inconsistent. The car is inconsistent, or the team. Is well, the, the team. I think I believe more is the team. You think it's more the team, not so much uh, Gasly himself. The car is the car. It's a quick car. You know, the car is the car. It's just, you know, again, it, it, think- it's it's drivers, it's strategy, it's engineering. It, it You know, I don't think it's the car. I don't think, I mean, I, obviously, Gasly is driving lights out, but mm-hmm. I don't think that he's necessarily making that car any better than what it's supposed to be. So, I think it's the team because they had a good race in Bahrain. Then... He also qualified well in the Romania one, whatever, Emilia Romania. Emilia, Emilia, Emilia Romania, blah, 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 blah. Okay. He did very Emilia. well there. I mean, he did not do that well because on the first lap, he lost the win. Mm-hmm. So he had to go all the way, pretty much all the way to the back. Portugal, I don't remember how, how well he did, but yes, you know, it's, it's been, uh, Portugal was the, the race where they like messed up his strategy. Yeah. No, it was it was an Emilia that they messed up the strategy. But this is, regardless, this is a guy in that car that should be competitive. Mm-hmm. A competitive where? Competitive, he should be fighting. He should be fighting Lando Leclerc, which he was this race. Yeah. He should be exactly where he was. This He's qualifying up there. He is. You know? I, 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 I don't and know. But so is Leclerc. But the car is just not good enough. Why do you always have to mention Leclerc, though? <laughs> but you can't just focus on another driver. Oh, my God. Speaking of fourth place, speaking of Leclerc. We're talking about Ferrari here. Who's the number one driver of Ferrari right now? Charles Carl Sainz. Sainz. Um, <laughs> so Charles Leclerc was fourth. Lando Norris haters. Fernando Alonso sixth. I think that was just a function of everybody going out. Yuki Tsunoda seventh. Carlos Sainz eighth. Ninth Daniel Ricciardo and tenth Kimi Raikkonen. Better luck next time to everybody else, right? I think that this was just a race with just a lot of cars at DNF. If and you can finish, guys, you're in yeah, good shape. You're in good shape. Yeah, as long as you can shape. finish, you're in good shape. Yeah, because look at Paris. He couldn't even finish the cooling lap. 
He had to pull the car to the side. He was fighting, uh, by the way, Perez was fighting a hydraulic issue the whole race. He didn't. Think and look how he and was he with Hamilton. Remember, he had to stop the car before he even went into yeah. the pits because they thought that car wasn't going to make it to the end of the yeah, race. Yeah, told him stop the car, stop the yep. car. All right, and so just to kind of wrap this up, we'll talk uh, Drivers' Championship. Max Verstappen at 105, Lewis Hamilton at 101, Sergio Perez at 69. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Lando Norris, 66. Charles Leclerc, 52. Valtteri Bottas, 47 points in sixth. <laughs> By the way, Pierre Gasly, 17th, 7th, 10th, 10th, 6th, and 3rd. Those are his, uh, that's why he's finished in the, in the first six. 17th? Yeah, uh, in Bahrain. What the heck? I thought he finished higher than that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Huh. That's why I said they had a pretty highly race in Bahrain. No. Maybe it was last year that we were thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, driver standing-wise, thankfully, uh, and I'm going to say this as as a fan of the sport, thankfully Lewis Hamilton also had his issues and could not just win that race and pull away from Max Verstappen, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I, uh, karma gets yeah, you. Right. I don't know if it was hey, karma. but No, no. I mean, I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying is that the universe tends to correct itself. <laughs> And I think it did so fairly Thankfully. quickly. Yeah. Thankfully, because honestly, that wasn't fair to Max. Max drove a hell of a race. And I don't think we've spoken enough about him, unfortunately, because he's DNF. But he was in control of that race from the beginning. Paris, too? Uh, yeah. But I mean, but you know what? Max had a five second lead of on course. Paris. No, yeah, yeah. And, and Paris was quick. I and I don't, and listen, I don't know how much that hydraulic issue Paris was, Paris was defending yeah. pretty much. And yeah, I mean, kept... he had Hamilton on him the whole race, and he so... he he managed Hamilton well because mm-hmm. in the middle of the track, Hamilton were close, you know, like within a second. But by the end of the lab, or you know, by the one of the attention zone, he was, you know, he he was able to balance that out throughout the whole race. Hamilton was behind him throughout the whole race. Yes, remember, Paris said he needed five races. Yeah, and by by also Paris winning this race, he jumped Leclerc and Norris in the standings. In the standings, mm-hmm. yep. Well, as it should be, honestly, because no, yeah, but remember, that happened on Norris last year as well. He was like pretty much through the first like four or five races, he was like in the top three. He was last lap Lando, last lap Lando, yeah. Mm-hmm. So constructors wise, Red Bull extends their extends their lead. They're up to now one hundred seventy four points versus Mercedes is one hundred forty eight. So a nice what is a twenty six point lead. Ferrari's at 94, McLaren's at ninety two. So mm-hmm. Danny Ricardo, get your act together mm-hmm. so we can see a nice battle here. Alpha Tari, fifth at 39 points, and Aston Martin, sixth at 37. Thank you, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Alpine at 25 is the next closest competitor, and then it's Alfa Romeo at eight with two points. Haas at ninth with zero points, and Williams also 10th with Honorable mention to Alfa Romeo. They seem to get at least into that ninth or 10th spot. Um, yeah, so they're doing pretty well considering that Considering where they were last year. I feel like they have been threatening for points multiple Most, races, yeah. and then, like, something happens. Mm-hmm. They uh, they have been improving. And d- did you see the start that uh, the Bergamo Bullet Dude, got? The Bergamo Bullet. <laughs> he got a If he didn't crazy have start. that accident in qualifying. Yeah. Ah, man. My boy. The Bullet. Guys, is there anything else to talk about? We've talked about the uh, magic button, magic break button. We talked about break magic. Yes, sounds like 
Blue Match. Blue Match. <laughs> American Cancer. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> guys, you can find us on a lot of podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. What up? You can also find us at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and also at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram. It's the same handle again at Jump to Start F1. Drop by, say hello. That's it, right? That's it. See you guys next week as we preview the French Grand Prix. The most exciting race of the year. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. Take care, guys. Bye. <laughs>